Hey, welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. We got a double header this week. Woo wee! <laughs> uh, hanging out with uh, Jeff and Steven. My garage temp is currently 42 degrees, uh, but I got my little buddy heater down here, so I'm not too bad. <laughs> Uh, Heating up your little buddy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, man. Oh, me. Jeff's changed his scenery. He looks like he's got a nice casting couch there. A nice couch in the background. (laughs) It's a brown couch. Brown couch, yes. Yeah, I'm in the basement tonight. I was tired of sitting in the uh, office for, you know, eight hours and then sitting in there for another two hours doing the podcast and all that. And since we did it last night, I'm like, I need to try something different. I need to switch it up and sit down here in the cozy basement and you look cozy, try this cozy. Out. yeah <laughs> yeah it's much it's much better on the couch like it's i feel like i feel like lighter right now and my dog's not scratching at the door she scratches the door every five minutes mm. oh uh steve you're you're still set up in the office got the same action old, same tracks old. behind you yeah. there <laughs> they need to go in my garage actually i mean the world heck, map yeah Actually, that's cool. Yeah, so that world map I got free from a, a Marine. Um, he was just moving, and he's like, yeah, take take this world map. And so he actually still had the pins because it's one of those foam maps. And oh, so he had all cool. the pins of where he was. And then uh, that that placard up there is when my dad retired from uh, the military, from the Army. So just a little cool. a little shadow box of his, you know, his stuff is kind of special to me. So, yeah, but same that's old cool. setup. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, we got a, a pretty cool episode today. Um, we're we're going old school podcast, and we're just going to talk about cool Overland rigs we like. And there's not much of a agenda tonight. We're just hanging out, drinking some cold beers, talking rigs. Hope you enjoy it. Um, so I, I, we were kind of talking a little bit before, so I'll, I'll kick it off. And one of my favorite Overland rigs that is it might be overlooked but it's not overlooked in the backwoods of tennessee is the jeep xj um (laughs) it gets a bad rap but it's got a bulletproof (laughs) 4.0 engine in it you got solid axles front and rear Mm uh i mean the unibody i mean yeah it's not the greatest Mm -hmm. you'd like to have you know body on frame but at the end of the day you got good axles you have uh a good engine and and those things go. They run forever. I've seen mm-hmm. people beat the ever living shit out of those <laughs> things, and they keep yeah. on going. Um, you know, it'd be cool. I remember Top Gear did an episode where they had that little Toyota truck. I, mean, I don't know if y'all ever saw it, but oh, they like, yep, where they dropped it off the building and <laughs> they put it in the ocean. In it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. I would love to see that. Cause, like, I wish they had an XJ and one of those Toyotas mm-hmm. and did the same things. I bet you'd have got the same response out of the XJ because those things just go. Um, but yeah. that was one that I was thinking of today. We were, I was thinking about what rigs I really like. Um, and that's not your typical, you know, power wagon rig, but I just love an XJ. <laughs> when I see one on the trail, I get so excited. I want to go check it out. Sure. I'm like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <No. laughs> Those XJs, I mean, they have the, that legendary, it's literally legendary 4.0 liter V6. I mean, mm-hmm. those things, that thing was in the XJs. It was in the TJs. Um, YJs. You, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was in the YJs. That's cool. So even a, even such a long heritage of that. I mean, just a solid, rock solid engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, there's a 4.2 variant was in the CJs, and then oh, cool. when they went to fuel hmm. injection, they went to the 4.0 liter, uh, which actually the head uh, of the 4.0 is interchangeable with the 4.2. 
And so you could take. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it bigger? Just a bigger cylinder head? Yeah, so you can take the a little bit uh, more the heads or something. from the 4.0, put them on the 4.2 block, bore out mm -hmm. the block, and you got a stroker motor. Uh, oh, cool. And so that's actually on my scrambler is what we what we have on the scrambler. We have 4.0 head on the 4.2 block, and that's what enables me to have uh, fuel injection. We basically have everything out of a 95 YJ on the top end, ECU, mm -hmm. OBD1, all that good stuff that runs the uh, the, the fuel ah, injection. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, that 4.0, it's, it's in so many Jeeps. It was their staple mm -hmm. engine for a very, very long mm -hmm. time. It's, uh, it's, it's a great engine. Um, I mean yeah. – for, for what you got in those times, it was one of the best engines out when they were there. I mean, now we've got things that have gotten so reliable. I mean, it's a different world now we live in, but is it like, 90s. is it like an underpowered motor that's just reliable or is it just like a good, well-built, you know, no leaks type of thing? Or what, what do you mean by oh, it leaks. like There's a good a engine? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not talking Toyotas, right? <laughs> we're talking Jeeps. Yeah, so you so, know what Jeep owner when you look at their driveway, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> okay, mean, there is, gotcha. uh, there, I think there's like 6,000 miles on this rebuild that I have and, and I've got a piece of cardboard I put under the engine. Like it's already, <laughs> oh. <up> already <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so they're super torquey, a lot of low end torque. Um, and, mm. and that's one of the things that they, that was, was yeah. always big with those just a low end torque, you know, to be able to get anywhere, kind of climb hills good in snow uh that kind of stuff not a lot of high horsepower right you're not talking a lot of top end speed a lot of high um sure. high end power like high, high rev power basically high rpm mm -hmm. power but that low end torque is what they're kind of known for cool so what makes that like we're you know we're talking like good overland vehicles what makes that a good overland vehicle like the xj you, yeah like what do you see like I guess each person is different with this like whole overlanding thing. Like it's still like off-roading and camping for me. So <laughs> I guess I'm an overlander. I don't go on five, six, 12 day excursions where, you know, I'm not next to civilization and whatnot. Cause it's not, you know, feasible for me right now. But, um, <clears throat> to you, what is an XJ and like, what does that mean for like an overlanding vehicle? Yeah. So, I mean, if we talked like my favorite, it's, it's what I got in the driveway, but but what I would like to see out there, uh, what, 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 what I like about it, right? I said a solid axle. So you got solid axles front and rear, um, which enables you to go, obviously you can go pretty simple lunchbox locker or limited slip um, lockers in there. So you can have something that gets you, gets you traction at all times. I like that ability. Um, Easily like I said, upgradable. I like the 4.0. Um, they're so, they were, and they were, they're so popular that um, we we're talking last night about the, about the Suburbans, right? You can get, parts at any part store you know around and yeah. you can pretty much find parts for an xj at, at any part store you go to as well and so that's another key component i think to make a good overland vehicle is being able to to, to have those things on on hand the price yeah. of the parts is 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 not bad either right jeeps are pretty inexpensive when it comes to that stuff too so you have a inexpensive thing and you know we're bankrupt overland but we're all kind of frugal in a sense <laughs> if you sure. haven't picked that up yet <laughs> we're not out there driving the, the most expensive rigs um but but yeah that's that's what i like about them and you know i've never met someone i didn't like that drove an xj either like i just I think they're good i feel like if you're driving an xj you're a good person off the bat in my you have book. to be humble right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah. you can sleep in it. Right. Um, I, I'm not sure if you, if you got a full six feet back there, but you can curl up in the back of that thing if you got sure. to, right. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. Yeah. I've never ridden in one. So 
Yeah, I mean it's they're not they're not fancy, right? It's a it's it's, it's what you get's what you got. Does it have but, a speedometer? I mean, I'm sure it does. It might. I don't know if they work, but they got yeah. one. <laughs> oh man, that's actually oh, a really man. good uh, good point to bring up. Is it's parts availability, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would be dope to have uh, a, a '90s. Um, 70 series or 79 series brought Ooh. in but no one is oh, going to be able to to service that right unless if it's like a legit enthusiast but you're not going to find le- you know honest enthusiasts in the 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 back country it just yeah you're not going to go to AutoZone in in moab and be able to find oh absolutely you know, 79 series you know front <laughs> diff cover yeah. or, or not or even fuel filter or whatever it is you know so. yeah whatever you break open <laughs> wheel wheel um mm-hmm. brake cylinder or something yeah. so uh, I, I think that's a huge component into when you're choosing what sort of vehicle, you know, you want to take off road. And for the XJs, you could beat the hell out of them. Like seriously, you've I've seen people chop those things up, remove the doors, even be, even that they're unibody. I've seen people remove the doors and say, "Screw it, whatever. I don't care if the." you know the chassis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bends or anything it's an xj so you know they will bend it back so it's that's a i think that's a phenomenal uh platform actually the the guy that's in kentucky uh and i think you kind of um worked your trailer jeff around his setup the shawnee um oh yeah the shawnee hills yeah he yeah. had he had an xj on I don't know. I think it was like 37s or maybe 40s. I don't know. He had that before the Land Cruiser, Yeah, right? before his 100 series. Okay. Yeah, because um, he built it so that trailer could tow behind his Jeep. Yeah, exactly. So he actually had like a really well-built XJ. Um, he obviously got rid of it for, you know, maybe he was tired of those oil spots in his driveway. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think those He are- ran out of cardboard, <laughs> ran out of Amazon boxes. <laughs> That's what it was. XJs are awesome choice i think for a um for a pretty low budget like they're, they're a little bit more difficult to find now right uh, just because of the age of the the xjs and they do have a a cult following like if you buy an xj you're you're gonna love that xj um, yeah until it either rusts or it's in an accident that you just can't repair you know so um yeah xjs are a fantastic platform so that's what's your choice, Stephen, and it can't be it can't be the vehicle you drive. I guess. Oh man, that's... I guess we can come back to LJ and say it can't be one of the vehicles that you own. Like yeah. if you had, if you had, you know, let's say a twenty thousand dollar budget mm-hmm. to like build an Overland rig, like what what vehicle would you pick? You know, obviously we not every single person listening to this can buy a brand new rig. Some sure. can, some can't, sure. but. Twenty grand. What's your what's your over oh. Overland build? Is wait, 20 Jeff, is, is twenty mm-hmm. grand to buy and build it buy and build baby. okay oh, man that's tough we're but we're bankrupt over yeah. there man <laughs> sure. we're not tech we're not taking uh second um mortgages out. second mortgages out <laughs> i still stand by the stuff. xj in that oh okay oh so God. you're still gonna go xj i can build okay. a ba xj for 20 grand <laughs> <laughs> oh man <clears throat> that's so now that we have that that twenty grand cap, you know my my AV prospector is, is kind of out the <laughs> out the window. There. <laughs> um, those are shoot pushing close to hundred at least. Um, you know what I would do? Uh, it's got to be a a JK Unlimited, a Jeep Wrangler JK Unlimited. Um, okay. And th- this is the reason why. So solid front and rear axles. 
uh, if you're if you're pushing the Rubicon, it, it, you're probably going to get close to 20k, even with uh, the first like 2008 is when they first released the four door Wranglers, right? Thought it was 07. Was it 07? Mm, maybe it's 07. 07. Yes. Pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, 07. I'm sorry because I actually had an 07. Um, so. 2007 was the first year that they released the four-door Wranglers, solid front and rear axles. Um, the Rubicons had uh, locking front and rear differentials and had sway bar disconnect, electronic sway bar disconnect. Um, but in, so I had a 2007 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited uh, Sahara, and even with that, it had BLD, which is brake lock differential. Um, similar to A-Track, not as cool, not as robust as A-Track. Um, yeah, but kind of the, the similar principles, right? But what I would do is I would get one of those, and I had the 3.8 liter engine, uh, the minivan engine, which they took out of the um, Chrysler Town and Countries. That's why it's called the minivan <laughs> engine, right? Um, <laughs> it leaked like crazy. I mean, it was, I, I put synthetic one time in there, and I know synthetic's not supposed to do this. I think it was just a combination thing. I put synthetic in it, and it was leaking like a like a sieve like i'm not kidding you it was just pouring on my driveway so um but even with all those issues i would probably still go with a that four door wrangler early model i would probably go with the manual because the early model automatic transmissions were pretty much garbage not saying that they're unreliable but they they just didn't have any they weren't torquey they didn't have enough get up and go i think it was a four speed automatic um, and then I would throw a Ursa Minor top on it. So, Ooh. yeah. So at, if, right. if you don't know what that is, uh, for some of our listeners, there's a company, uh, I think based in California, they started building basically pop tops for, uh, um, Honda elements, right? They would, they would chop the roof, put a pop top on top of yep. it. And then there you go. You got this awesome Honda element that you can go car camping with and sleep in it. So with the the hard tops with the four door Wranglers, they've designed their own hard top that pops up. You have a sleeping platform on top, um, and then it's super low profile. You get all the benefits of a hard top, um, and that's and I just love that that concept so much because you're not adding extra weight for rooftop tent. You don't have to have a rack. I think you can get a rack on it. I think you can have on the hard top. You can. Um, get two little um crossbars um oh yeah you can <laughs> yeah you can just I'm throw looking at that right now you're looking that at it's dope <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's it's awesome so you're sitting at you're sitting at 7900 without tax for yeah. the base model up to 13800 yeah so i would yeah so you're definitely <laughs> you're you're looking at probably a $10,000 uh vehicle and then doubling the cost with the just the hard top <laughs> and the tent man <laughs> um but with that Worth being it, said though. oh yeah <laughs> Well, see, and that's the thing is you get so much more interior space. And and another thing is that these um, these hardtops are proven, right? So there's a guy named Dan Greck. Uh, he's the road chose me. Uh, I've talked to him a bunch of times. And he took a three-year trip around Africa in a early model 2000, I think his was nine, Rubicon uh, Wrangler with the manual transmission and the 3.8 liter engine and inertia minor top and he does 90 almost like a hundred thousand miles around africa and then there's another yep. guy chris shantz uh with venture forward he has a late model uh, or i guess an earlier is it earlier 2012 2013 so two you know with the 
the Pentastar with an Ursa Minor. And he's lived, been living out of that thing for four years. He's 100% on the road. So these, these, it may seem expensive, but if you think about it, what's a rent cost you over a course of four years? What's mortgage cost you over four yeah, years? Yeah, living on your car. Yeah, that's a, so, you know, pretty the, the initial up upfront cost is expensive, but for 20, if, if our cap is 20K, it would be Ford Wrangler with the Ursa Minor top, and then I got to throw in the fridge. So, I'll, you know, <laughs> I like my fridge and I like my cooking. So <laughs> I'll budget somewhere there, maybe ice cool or, uh, you know, the, the ice coast will. Uh, oh, the budget ones. Yeah, All right. Yep. <laughs> I just saw a new cool fridge from Australia. It has a funky name, but they're two hundred ninety nine bucks, and they're a center console fridge. Mm. Oh, and, that's cool. Oh, oh man, I can't think of the name, but it's a it's a center. They don't make them here. Mm. Um, and I was looking on eBay to try and get one because that'd be an <laughs> awesome replacement. Because I need another fridge in my car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it has like the center console lid, and then it has like wireless charging built into oh, it too. That's dope. That's actually so, pretty cool. Dometic makes a couple, mm-hmm. or they make one or two that are small, but it didn't have like the cool, you know, look. It had like a leather mm-hmm. top with like red stitching, but yeah. one of those in the center console, that's your budget fridge. Yeah, that's a couple sandwiches cool. in there. You were, it's funny, yeah. you were talking about like how much you, you spend on rent or something and then looking at, at that top. That's actually what got me into my, my rooftop tent was we had a, a trip planned to go to the mm-hmm. beach with the family, COVID hit, right? Florida was closed one week, open sure. one week, closed one week, open one week. <laughs> and we decided to go to the Outer Banks. And that mm-hmm. is when I said, hey, let's take the budget that we were going to spend on oh. our just a week in Florida on, on lodging. Oh, look at you, you sly little fox. <laughs> and we got the rooftop tent for yes. the Outer Banks on that trip. And, and now we've got the rooftop tent that I think we did uh, 10 nights in it in our first we haven't got to the first year oh, yeah. yet so we've got 10 nights and i guess nine nine or 10 months now since we've had it so um nice. which if you're Man. for somebody who is has a full-time job and kids and all that i'm i'm pretty happy with those that's numbers pretty good yeah for sure um but that's that's how i yeah that's how we uh justified we, it yeah yeah just that's a good word justified it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay what about you jeff 20 so I think like with with me and my my builds, my two builds, the hundred series and the eighty series, I kind of just came across them. Like I was looking for an off road rig in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of I had a couple couple grand that I was you know looking for another vehicle, and I honestly I love my Land Cruiser, but anything that gets me out, like the first time I took my son out camping, we were in my my wife had a little two wheel drive Xterra. Mm-hmm. We threw everything in there, threw our tent, threw all of our camping gear, and went out to the desert and just cruised around. And it's like, you can do a ton of stuff mm-hmm. with the vehicle that you have, and that's kind of goes with the kind of the whole all the topics and the whole you know budget overland mm-hmm. or bankrupt overland. You know that we're doing is like use the vehicle you have. But I think my most ideal vehicle is because most of the time I don't go on crazy off road terrain and you know to get out there. I'm not on gnarly stuff all the time Mm -hmm. i would really love to have a truck and build like a full-on you know camper back Mm -hmm. out of it so the pop top like some of these guys are building the pop top with like the extruded aluminum and stuff and you know four-wheel drive pickup like you know you can get a f-150 or a Mm -hmm. silverado or a 
you know, a, a Tundra mm-hmm. or a T- T100, like the older T100s, like, oh, um, nice. like you know, some people yep. build out. And I think the, the truck bed just gives you a, a blank slate. Mm. It, it, it does cause a lot of work, but you could put sure. a flatbed on there. You could put, you know, a, a, camp, a large camper shell and have, you know, your, your space. So I'm all about, like, being able to get out of the elements. And if a mm-hmm. truck can do that or, a, or an SUV could do it, like, you know, after talking to Sub Overland, like a Tahoe, like, you can pick up a Tahoe, like, yeah. you know five six years old that's really nice and you're not paying land cruiser numbers for those things so you can't i think you can't buy a tahoe cheap that's five or six years old maybe maybe 10 10 or 15 (laughs) sorry i guess it's you're gonna be i guess it's 20 20 grand just for the tahoe at five or five years old don't ask me how i know okay (laughs) (laughs) all right A, a 2007 tahoe how's that sound yeah that's the the new body style, newer. Uh, it's, it's there's a tweener. You have the older body style, like the Sub Overland guy does. You have the tweener. Yeah, and they have the have classic. The that's out right now. Mm. Kind of a little more okay. bubbly, not as bubbly as yep. the O three models. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good model. I like it. We had one at one point. So, yeah, I think I think something like a big SUV or a truck, something with space, because my eighty series with you know four people in it mm-hmm. and two dogs. I mean, we're running out of space in that thing. Yeah. So. The 100 series is just enough bigger to where, you know, it's a little bit easier with the car seats. Once the kids get older and don't have the car seats, it'll free up a ton of room. Mm-hmm. But right now it, it definitely is getting, it's a little small. We're kind of like in that in-between stage of the car seats. Yeah. But I would take, um, I, I really like the the Monteros. Like they just look cool. Oh, yeah. And like not too many people have them. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have, I think they had diff locks. I'm not sure. Do they have the... They have like the chest drawer uh, doors. Do they open? I think they do. I think they have the, the double barn doors. doors. Yeah, barn doors. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, something like that would be cool. Just like something that people don't have. Because I like, you know, people. What like everyone has a Forerunner or Tacoma because you can buy them. They're you know oh, yeah. they're new. They're mm-hmm. still running. They you know are on the road and they have you know maintenance records and people are getting out of leases mm-hmm. and you can buy them. So. Well, a lot of people can just pick those up and you can also finance that, you know, and I think a lot of people that you see with the brand new Tundras or Tacomas or, or Jeeps, a lot of them are financing it. And I mean, it's, it's easier to finance a brand new vehicle just from banks point of, you know, point of view. It's, it's an asset. So if they default on the loan, they still have a Wrangler that they can sell, um, or at least recoup some money on. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's easier to go the brand new route, but you know. Here at Bankrupt Overlane, we like to be a little bit more budget friendly. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's the first part is like, you know, a larger vehicle. And then the second part is having everything that I need, like built into the vehicle. Like yeah. some of the conveniences that I've done, you know, as simple as adding like the lights on the hatch, like you did, Steve. And, you know, having having a fridge on board and having USB outlets in the back to charge the kids' tablets so we can, you know, watch a movie or just the simple things like a place for a place for all of your stuff. I think that's huge yeah. to make it an overland rig for me. So I would I would rather have a less nice vehicle and have more accessories and c- comforts. Kind of like my eighty series, right? It's not that pretty on the outside. There's rust. It was a it was a salvaged vehicle. Mm-hmm. It runs. It's got you know two hundred thousand miles on it, but I got all the extras inside that make it comfortable. Yeah. I could care less, 
you know, when I roll up to drop my kids off at school next to someone in a brand new Yukon mm-hmm. or something, I could care less what they look and then they see me. Yeah. Not not pointing fingers at you, LJ, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish I would have one of those, but it's just not, you know, yeah. just don't need one right now. Yeah. I think it's a brand new, it's, uh, it's six years old. <laughs> oh, that's why you said five or six years old. There we go. It was like, that "Ooh, buddy, sense. I think you're a little you're a little closer right now. You might want to go back a little further if you want to stay in that budget." <laughs> I mean, even then, though, I think Grady said at top of the line for his his build outs are fourteen thousand dollars, which includes a vehicle, right? And that's and I think he was talking either sub two hundred thousand miles or right around two hundred thousand miles. Yeah, um, so, that's a deal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When I saw his prices, I was like, you know, there's like an overland tax, right? Like that you're supposed to upcharge. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, prices skyrocket yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> Not yeah, because I of mean, us, right? They're uh, those are those are really good prices, guys. Like, yeah. oh, for that, sure. Like that's in, that's an incredible deal. That's that's why he's a year and a half out because the mm-hmm. the prices he has there and he puts out good work too. But that's yeah. just, I mean. I am well over that in my Land Cruiser build, and it has two hundred and sixty thousand miles. Like yeah. it is, it is crazy. Uh, oh yeah! And, and some people are selling those Land Cruisers now, R one hundred series, for close to that number with two hundred thousand miles. If you got a, mm-hmm. if you got a list of maintenance receipts and you're a one owner and you got one hundred and fifty to one hundred seventy five thousand miles, that's a fourteen fifteen thousand dollar rig just by itself. Mm-hmm. Without oh, easily, yeah. <laughs> On Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> like, <clears throat> Like that's what that's what it costs just to get into yeah. them, especially if you got one of the rare ninety eight ninety nines with the rear locker already in it. Like you're mm-hmm. you got a little bit of a premium. So would you rather take the rear locker or a track? Um, so I've I've followed when we were down we were down by your place on that New Year's Eve ride. I followed a guy with uh-huh. a rear locker, and I mean I did everything he did. So it, yeah, it, it I don't think it makes a huge difference. Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I like the A track. I think it works just fine for me. Um, yeah. A rear locker would would be good too. Uh, I, you know, for me, it's it was a flip of a coin. I just wanted a hundred series. I didn't care if it had the yeah. rear locker or it didn't. I just was looking for a hundred series within my budget range that I could build out. And so, yep. um, you know, I didn't care if it was green, black, or white. I didn't really want the gold one. I just didn't wasn't my wasn't my <laughs> cup of tea. But yeah. uh, hey, watch it. Oh, Mine's yeah. almost gold. Oh. Is like my wife's is almost gold. Sorry, it's gray. champagne. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> so you're just, you're just stainless Asshole. steel gray. What are you talking about? <laughs> mine's a mine's a thirty year old fridge, stainless gray. That's amazing. I was uh, uh, as you were talking about the, the Silverado trucks. I didn't know. Have you have you seen the the movement lately on the guys that are solid axle swapping those Silverados? No, no. So um, if you watch the uh, Ultimate Adventure series for this last year there was i think one or two um it was like the 03 to kind of 03 model silverado mm-hmm. it's a blue one okay. it's beautiful but the guy saw it actually swapped it and like apparently it's a thing now my buddy billy he's got it he's got an 04 and he is planning out like doing the cat drawings and everything of doing a solid axle swap on his. So I, I figured nice. like, if you end up getting into a truck i could see you totally like building out your own solid axle swap <laughs> Silverado. I mean, I would love to. That'd be sweet. You get so much flex out of them. It's oh, yeah. it's crazy. 
yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. I'm sure it'll, it'll come up down the road. But, yeah, that's like a – I didn't know it was a big thing. And he told me, and I started looking up, and I was like, there's like an actual following. Like, you know, you got your wow. YouTube videos, all the all the stuff out there to basically kind oh, of I'm do sure it Oh, I'm sure there's a huge – yeah. And you're talking, you know, that's a big truck. And you're talking big axles. You're putting – You think Dana I don't 60s? know the names. Maybe Yeah, bigger. I don't know the names of all that mm. stuff. I don't even know the name of my axle. <laughs> I just know that it's – it's underneath my car, yeah. and it's got a locker in it. <laughs> I know. Same um, here. It's, yeah. it's a Toyota axle. I don't know. Yeah. What do you want me to say? <laughs> well, I don't know what CV means. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> no, the, uh, it's interesting you bring that up because um, Trail Taylor, which uh, he's, he's built a couple things for 100 Series. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he's in the process of really getting close to uh, a SAS, a solid axle swap on 100 Series. So... And what's cool about that is you're almost replicating a 105, right? What what we see in yep. Australia and other other countries overseas is when the 100 series was released, they also had 105s. Which and I don't know if 105s came with a gas and diesel option or if it was just diesel. I'm not too sure on that. But the big thing was that it was solid front and rear, um, which was always really cool to see 100 series with a solid front and rear. So. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So the SEO, yeah, that's my wish list. Sorry, the, the SEO my wish list is for solid axle swaps. Silverados is a Dana forty four. That's the first. The first forum post on Google says Dana forty four. Interesting. So we okay. all know the first forum post is what you go with. Right? So it's, it's <laughs> got to be forty four. Yeah. I think <laughs> if it's on the first page, it's not true. <laughs> you have to go to the second page when people realize they're grenading them to, <laughs> to go with the. <laughs> Isn't that isn't the second page the dark web? Is it? I don't know. We've got a good Tor browser. I thought it, I thought it was. All right, sorry, sorry. I just I felt no, like the world a, needed to know. It's, that's it's interesting the that they're doing Dana forty fours um, because I think I don't Rubicons. I think either have Dana forties or Dana forty fours um, mm-hmm. uh, front and rear. So um, I don't know if that's on it's the probably new JLs, stronger. But. Probably stronger than the uh, the independent. Oh yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I would probably venture to guess. I mean, I think they could upgrade them too. They could put chrome alley axles and bigger yeah. CVs and stuff like yeah. that. So who knows? <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's it's wild when you see people do like the really custom work. I think there might be one. I've seen one guy on I Hate Mud. Um, his his handle I think is like Icarus, and I think he's done a, a solid axle swap in his hundred series. Um, Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe he was planning it, but I know it's been kind of a want for for a number of years. Um, yeah, I mean it makes sense. Like I the 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 hard part is if you're doing a solid axle swap, like you're using like the Toyota radius arms. You're just using the you know the factory mm-hmm. 80 series radius arms, yeah. and there's such a huge benefit of doing like a three link on the front of them. Mm. But it's kind of like you're using Himes instead of rubber bushings. Okay. And you're kind of a little bit more extreme with that. So like your your streetability is going downhill, but you gain so much more performance. And I feel like if you're solid axle swap in your 100 series, you're kind of looking for that performance because you're obviously maxing out. Like I I feel like if you are going to solid axle swap your 100 series, you should be getting that thing on three wheels. You should be breaking CVs Mm -hmm. and things like that before you even consider it. Because you're looking to do that for strength and flex. Yeah. 
but it is a cool it's a cool factor right yeah absolutely like it'll just be cool you know roll up to your buddy's house and you're swapped you know solid axle 100 <laughs> Park series, on their but... tires like all the jeep owners <laughs> <laughs> exactly no it's a... but at the end of the day it's like why do you need to do it yeah um i think for me it would be it'd be awesome to do i have zero zero need to do it i mean you know me personally i'm more of a, a camper first a, a wheeler second um so i i would imagine i'm not going to be doing anything remotely hell i don't even have sliders on my my lx yet so um hadn't really found a need to use. wait we let you hang out with us I know, without right? sliders oh well all right bye guys i'm out i thought you had them maybe it was like the the factory <laughs> I uh, in. running That's boards what I do when was I, it the running boards i removed those probably the first <laughs> two weeks that i had them. <laughs> what i do is whenever i send you a picture of the lx i just like photoshop sliders on there it's just so uh, uh, yeah and then i, I gotcha. removed the starbucks logo out of the back and you know it's it's good <laughs> gotcha <laughs> So, um, if you had, does, does your decision change if you have $30,000, where does, what's the Uh, number, what's the number that your decision changes? I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like the, the, the money, like 30 grand, like that's a lot of cash to put into a. A rig to go camping and play around with like but you can't i use would it much to pay re- your mortgage off come on we're not we're talking <clears throat> hypotheticals here now it's like okay so huh. let's go there's no limit right what is the rig oh phew, geez oh i got i got one i got one all right where is it steve all right if if money is no object right? no object you I would you, you are elon Musk's business partner what rig are you building a maltec 200 series Hands down, a Maltec 200 series. <laughs> six by six? Yes. <laughs> you couldn't go through the Starbucks drive-thru in that thing, dude. I mean, that, what are you talking about? I would go into the store. Oh, <laughs> that, my God. I don't know, do they do six by six? I probably wouldn't do a six by six. Uh, I would just do, so at least from what I've seen, they'll, they'll chop the, um, I think it's a, the standard frame. Maybe it's a slightly stretched frame. I'm not sure. Uh, but they chop yeah. from uh, front seats back just the, the entire cab of the 200 series and then they put a camper shell on top not like not like a camper shell like a, a truck camper shell it's it's obviously custom fit for that those things are canopy yeah thank you so, yeah canopy get around yeah, oh my bad excuse me you have <laughs> an unlimited budget it's a canopy <laughs> canopy <laughs> that's when i get my scottle installed into the side <laughs> scottle <laughs> no it, it would have to be a a a Maltec 200, or is it Maltec or Maltec? I'm not sure. Or, mm, or a AV Prospector XL. I just love those things. Big old diesels. They could pull a house down. I mean, um, you can get the the flatbed conversion to put a <clears throat> canopy on it, and um, it would just be a, a solid, solid platform. I think. Oh man, <clears throat> am I up? You're up. <laughs> Shoot, man. I would do. I don't know the. I'm so bad at this. I don't know the name of the brand, but there's a bunch of like off-road pop-up campers, not the go fast. There's like the actual pop-ups, like that actually has like a little sink and like a shower and stuff in them. 
and they kind of pop up. I would do like or like Scout or um, I don't know the names mm-hmm. of them. Like an off-road camper, basically like the yeah. the truck bed sliding. I think that's like what um what's his name Overland Dad is looking to do for his Tremor F two fifty. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I would do one of those because, like, it would be so nice to have a truck bed that you could, you know, access and have a camper that would slide in there and have, you know, the creature comforts. Because, like, I would definitely go on trips. I'd be going camping right now if I had, a, you know, a rig that you could yeah. just hop in the back and you have a heater and you have running water and you can take a shower and have a capable rig. Like, so I'd, I would say, a, like, a full size, full size truck, yeah. not a dually. Something, nothing, nothing too crazy. Cause I mean, 37, you need 37s or forties on a, on a, you know, a full size truck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're going to go rock climbing in that thing. I mean, you can get on some trails, but sure. you're talking about a hundred thousand dollar rig that you're driving down trails, you know, mm-hmm. scratching the side of that thing is pretty crazy. So I would do a full size truck with like a pop in camper mm-hmm. or I would do, you know, a, like an F one fifty four door uh probably a short bed with like an off-road trailer mm. you know like a nice off-road trailer like not like the teardrop stuff like a no like something you can actually sleep inside oh, okay turtlebacks are awesome but you can't sleep you're inside. still inside of a rooftop yeah. tent so um i think it's the patriot campers has the is it the x3 mm. yeah. the new one um that actually like it's kind of like a rooftop tent, but the trailer folds open and you kind of like walk into it. Oh, cool. Um, it's kind of like the Opius campers yeah, from the, the, the air ones. Yeah. Opius mm-hmm. ones. Those are freaking awesome. So maybe I do one of those. That's Opius camper, air camper, and, you know, full size. I think there's a, there's a camper called either Brutus or. Oh, you've seen those yeah. videos where they're like, oh, bombing. Bruder, yeah, that's Bruders, it. yeah, that's what it is. They have like Fox triple bypasses on <laughs> them with like airbags. Suspension. Yes, <laughs> the suspension's nicer on the trailer than my yeah. Land Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, I would do one of those. those are the cool. Yeah, yeah, those are awesome. Those are. They have a an off road like teardrop mm-hmm. kind of style. That's so. That's where I got the inspiration for my trailer. Is from those. They have a bunk bed inside that's sideways. Oh, cool. I mean, that's a great um, utilization of space. Yeah, so they have, like, the kid bunk, but that's where I saw that in one of their Instagram posts. They were targeting me, even though I can't afford it, so joke's so, on them. So, <laughs> so Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> big old middle finger to the uh, targeted posts. So you wouldn't go with it or an earth roamer, Jeff, huh? You think those are too big? First of all, I couldn't even park it in my house. <laughs> Second of all, like, that thing's just a massive beast. <laughs> It is. I mean, as cool as it would be, like, I'm not in the position, like, unlimited build, like, but how many times am I going to be able to use this or drive this sure. thing? Like, you probably wouldn't even run down make my it up storage the unit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to run down to my storage yeah. unit to pick the thing yeah. up and then get a letter from the HOA when I'm pulling in the neighborhood rolling coal. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> man. I think that they're awesome. Mm-hmm. If I was like, if I was like 60, 70 years old and I was like <laughs> retiring. Yeah. then i would consider it because you could just travel mm-hmm. around and like you know the whole thing of the earth roamer it's not you're not taking on crazy uh, trails no. you know you're you're just gonna go park it in blm land mm-hmm. in california somewhere yep you know you're not gonna actually go off-roading you could park on the beach in mexico but you're talking about a 20 20 pound rig oh yeah how much are those yeah. things Twenty-five thousand. Yeah, they're they're 
So heavy. your 42s and, you know, F650 chassis is mm-hmm. good, but it's not going to get you unstuck, yep. you know. Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder. Earth roamer is what I would choose. <laughs> you would choose an earth <laughs> Yeah. After Jeff gets done shitting on them. I think they're badass. I, I love them. I'm roamer. looking at the used inventory right now, and it's $485,000 for a used <laughs> yep. vehicle. Sheesh. Yep. Used. Wow. Pre-owned. It's certified, though. Certified. Yeah, you can't see my air quotes out there at Radio World, but they're certified. Oh, you, what does used mean on one of those things that it that it drove on the highway? Past that number, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Oh man, I was looking at the new ones. <laughs> How about this, LJ? What about the guy that was at the uh, Overland Nashville um, toy drive? The guy that builds out those giant. Do you remember? You ever talking with that guy? Uh, I didn't. I didn't talk with him, but yeah, that thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the. Uh, that one's only three hundred and twenty-five thousand. It's a little cheaper. Oh, okay. So it's I'll like get that one. House cheaper, <laughs> you know, reasonably priced house cheaper. That's crazy. What do you think the so there's on their website? There's a thing called the owners rally. What do you think the guys are like that are going to those? They're all part. I mean, do you think they're cool? Do you think they're cool? I mean, like maybe. Listen, this is what they're doing. They're going down to Texas, finding the biggest ranch that they can find parking their rigs and all getting around <laughs> solo stoves in their ostrich boots that's what they're doing <laughs> i'm not gonna lie jeff when i saw that too i was like man i wonder what these people are like like, yeah. <laughs> like the, the person the person deep inside that i don't tell people about i was like i mean would that be fun like, <laughs> I, feel like I-, <laughs> I mean like what's the limit of like actually camping and overlanding like where do you draw that line like because people we have our friends we have some friends that are are camping and they're in a you know brand new fifth wheel and they're camping but it's like they have their whole family so yeah they're kind of camping but they're staying with hookups they have full power you're not you're not camping you're staying in a house that's as big as the first house i bought yeah mm-hmm. it's like boondock the kid's home. bedroom in their trailer is the size of uh it's the size of my trailer i'm building I'm like that's, that's awesome yeah. i love that but to me, that's kind of staying in a campground. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Like I, I would totally do that. But I like the aspect of simplifying things mm-hmm. and you know, understanding to 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 leave some things at home and stuff like yeah. that. You said it. You said it well when you were like, you know, for me, instead of getting a big RV, I would get an Earth Rover. Like. Like I would, I would have something that I could still go and you know get on some some actual trails, right? Get out west on some water trails and go somewhere with that you can't do in a big RV, right? That's where I would go instead of the big RV that you could only take to a campground. I want to get the Earth Roamer where I could have a little bit more freedom, but I would still be doing that stuff, right? But I agree. Like, what's the you know we're we're all early in our in our lives too, so we're not out there affording these big ass campers yeah. and stuff like that. So it's a different <laughs> a different approach for us. Um, but there is a line, right? When you're talking about what we do, where we go and try to get out to very remote places in our in our four by fours, compared to living out of, out of an RV for years at a time. It's just a yeah. different it's a different way of life. You know, there's kind of an in between part of of uh, where the Sprinter vans kind of come in, right? Where you you mm-hmm. kind of have that yeah. more nimble aspect i'm not saying that sprinter vans all-wheel drive system is nearly as capable as, as a traditional four-wheel drive in our vehicles um 
because I've seen them get stuck on super small grades, you know. Um, yeah, but their, their the, wheelbase is so long, right? Yeah, but that yeah. still gives you that interior living space, right? So yeah, I forgot about the Ford vans and the Sprinters, yeah, the, the mm-hmm. Ford Transits. And actually, I think Ford is doing something. I just saw on Expedition Portal beginning of this year. Uh, they they released some new Ford Transit diesel. I think it was. So they're hmm. really trying to compete with uh, the the Mercedes Sprinters. Um, but the guy that I mentioned earlier. Chris Schantz, he just picked up a a Revel Sprinter van, so it, it's more tailored towards off road. It comes with KO twos and I don't know, maybe eighteen, seventeen inch wheels, all wheel drive, um, and he's kind of using that as his home base. Now I looked up the cost of those, oh, nice. and it's almost the you know price of my house. But it, what are you talking that, about? That, What's the price? Uh, well, I, I think that was. The one that he specked out, and he doesn't tell, you know, obviously price, but you can kind of tell by their website. Sure. It's close to 180, 200. Um, okay. Now he's been living I mean, on the road. It's not an Earth Rover price. No, no. Okay. So <laughs> Earth Rover divided by two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but that that kind of is, is the in between point of yep. like. Mm-hmm. You know, trucks and rooftop tents or Earth Roamer, right? You, you that that Sprinter van um, is a little bit more mobile, um, and and still has gives you that that home feeling. And I think you can actually still hook it up to two forty and all that. It has like internal gray water and and black water plumbing. Yeah. But so you kind of get those nice cities where you're not um, you know digging a hole to, to poop in. In the, in the woods but <laughs> you know it's it, it definitely bridges that gap so if you're you know in, in between i would highly recommend looking at the spinner van lineup or four transits whatever you prefer what do you think is harder to find right now a affordable land cruiser or affordable sprinter van Ooh, that's a good uh that's a good I feel like there's more sprinter vans out there than land cruisers yeah I would, I, I would probably all this van life the van life you know thing is it's crazy i mean some of these vans are just beautiful mm-hmm. what people the custom builds that they do yeah like they, they build these awesome beds and you know you guys know a funny thing so the sprinter vans to, to have a vehicle go down the roads in the united states it has to be under a certain width mm-hmm. like wide mm-hmm. and the sprinter van it's not too wide but they put you know that they have this have you seen the windows on the side of the vans how they kind of bubble mm-hmm. out they put those in after the fact because sprinter can't have those from the factory so they're right on that edge then huh because it's right on that yeah. edge and it's the same thing with the ford raptor with the the three lights in the front oh. those lights are because the vehicle is too wide yeah. it has to have marker lights it's a really and wide the the department of transportation states that the lights you have to have I think it's like orange lights visible from the front of the vehicle. It doesn't tell you how high. There's no specification. Mm-hmm. So like you'll see the dually trucks because they're so wide, they have the orange lights in the top. Yeah. The Ford Raptor put three lights in the front. That's why they have those. Mm. It's not a design thing. It's a legal Department of Transportation wow, thing crazy. for them. I had no idea. So the Sprinter vans, people put those windows in. And they make it wider because you can only have a vehicle so wide on the roads without having different classes and certifications and stuff. Mm. That's interesting. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact for the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Sprinter vans are so cool. There's so many cool things. I mean, people have showers in them. <laughs> they have, they have you know stoves. They have the electric cooktops. All the you know, 
battery power and you know 100% you know off the grid stuff it's so so cool yeah definitely it's um I don't know it's to me I probably wouldn't ever spend unless if I won Tennessee lottery or something like that there would be just no way I could afford that but my grandparents they they traveled up until probably three year three years ago and they would travel around the country building uh, churches and stuff heck I think they were 70 75 77 when they drove from uh, their town in Las Vegas um, New Mexico all the way up to Alaska just they were retired <laughs> and they just pulled a fifth wheel on their diesel turbo diesel uh, 2500 you know Chevy truck and they lived up there for four years and drove it back down now they've gotten a little bit older uh, but it was it was interesting to see their progression they used to have huge RVs never like the, the the giant ones you see in Florida, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But they would have giant fifth wheels with slide outs and things like that. Um, but as they got older, they found that that was more difficult to um, to trailer. So they went from an airstream down to a um, kind of what you see like the the tour America box van type stuff, not yep. not U hauls, but you know they're kitted out for that kind of. Stuff. And then they went down to a a sprinter van and then they finally sold that and they tried car camping and then they were like we just we're just getting too old for this so um i think sprinter vans are are awesome they're expensive you know and, they, and i think they actually have some some issues uh going off road i don't think that their all-wheel drive system is necessarily designed for that um but sportsmobile that's that's some cool that's, stuff <clears throat> that's a ticket yeah sportsmobiles is a really i think you can get those uh, E350s, um, and you can get uh, yep. kitted out with, I think they're Quigley uh, axles. Yep, Quigley, yeah, or tr- Quigley in like the East Coast. Yep, yep. So, uh, super awesome build outs. And so you're now you're kind of downsizing, right? So, sportsmobiles are the in between of Sprinter vans and what we do, right? Um, yeah, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Now, they're pricey, right? It's always going to be some sort of markup on because they're custom low volume builds. But sportsmobile yeah. is is definitely a, a high contender. Um, not for me, not obviously not right now, but later on in life when I have you know kids and uh, you know a little bit more pocket change, it, it would be awesome to to outfit you know an FE or an E three fifty. Yeah, that stuff. that'd be sweet. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, I like those, those so, big vans, like the sixteen passenger vans that they've lifted up and. <laughs> The, the, and church, uh, so cool. the church, the church people like the coolest things in the world. Yeah, <laughs> the church van that's lifted yeah. on like thirty fives. I'm like, oh my god, look at that! That thing's awesome. <laughs> Rolling to Moab for uh, for Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, there was there was one of those that was in um, Ultimate Adventure this last year too. They had a big van that oh, that cool. was like doing the wheeling with. Oh like, man, it had so much body damage by the end. He was doing all the stuff. I was like, this is oh awesome. god. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So one thing that's one thing that's different out here and like with this whole overlanding thing, like when I consider like going on an overland trip, I like to be away from people, away from everybody. And growing up in San Diego and near the deserts in Southern California, you could do that super easy because there was so much public land. Mm -hmm. So all my stuff was kind of built to be Mm self-sufficient and go out there and just be in the open where there's no one around and um, I think that changes the type of vehicle you need versus like here yeah. where I haven't found as remote camps, campsites and campgrounds. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't been to like land between the lakes and stuff, but so many, so many places here, you're still close to a road. Yeah. Like when I used to go in San Diego in the deserts, I'd be, you know, I'd be 15, 20 miles from the, the nearest like actual paved road, if not 20 miles easily mm-hmm. from the nearest paved road, you go up this slot Canyon and you have to have a high clearance, you know, pretty capable vehicle to get to some of these spots and that kind of deciphered what kind of vehicle I had for reliability parts and, you know, all that stuff they were talking about. So coming out here, I've tended to go to a lot more campgrounds with the kids Mm -hmm. just because they can ride their bikes and do all that kind of stuff. And I haven't found as much open land and I haven't explored to here as much as I, you know, would like. So that kind of deciphers the vehicle I have. Yeah. Over here on the East coast, it's a lot of private property. You know, you don't have those, those vast, uh, BLM lands or, or, you know, the, um, WMA lands, um, that you got over there in the West coast. It's definitely, yeah. Like you mentioned land between lakes. And I think that's probably the closest, um, that you're going to find out here. Uh, unless if you, you like legitimately know where you're going. Um, yeah, I, I know LJ, you've been to land between lakes quite a few times, actually. I love it. I, I'm out there. I, I do at least three to four trips in the, and when it's yeah. warm out there, because there's, I love waterfront camping. Like I, I yeah. was thinking when we were talking about the RVs, like I would totally buy a houseboat before an RV. Like if I got the money to buy an RV, I'm getting a houseboat before that. Cause yeah. <laughs> I, I would totally <laughs> nice. just live on the houseboat as much as I could. So um, overwatering, is that a thing? I mean, not... I, just boating, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but I love, I grew up on the water. Yeah, uh, family's always kind of had a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up uh, at different times, but it's just, it's when I get on the lake, like there's just a, a peace that comes over me immediately when I get out there sure. and it all just kind of flows away with the water. Uh, similar experience to camping too, but so I like to camp if I can. I want to get out by the lake and by the water. And so, uh, Lambs in the Lakes, you're gonna, you might be a couple miles off a of paved road, but that's about the most too because mm-hmm. it is, you know, it used to be settlements and stuff out there until they yeah. until they flooded the lakes out so um you have what were normally real roads that they still maintain to this day because it is four services that maintains those roads and so the thing about lambs the lakes is um when they when they bought all that land you had all this these settlements out there and these settlements had cemeteries and these are family cemeteries out there and so the agreement was that the forest service would maintain the roads to the cemeteries and so that's why there's so many maintained roads out there still is because huh. um, they they still have the they still have to maintain the ability for those family members to get to those cemeteries and visit their their, their family, and so um, you'll see like randomly a funeral procession going through there, and they're they're doing a funeral to one of these cemeteries, and <laughs> a lot of the roads end at cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll be like, oh, let's go this way. And you'll be like, oh, that's a cemetery. You got to turn around <laughs> and <laughs> go somewhere else. Um, or you'll see a truck with a, with, uh, a couple lawnmowers in the back driving through. They're going to, you know, cut the grass and maintain a cemetery. And mm-hmm. so that's why huh. there's so many roads that are still maintained out there is because they, they have to based on the agreement when they, you know, took over that land and they bought yeah. it. Here, air gotcha. quotes for the radio people, but you know <laughs> they did buy. Uh, they, we know they, how that they goes. forced it. Yeah, <laughs> they did yeah. Exactly did. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's uh, Jeff. Whenever you come down uh, and go to Land Between Lakes, uh, we've got to take you to the the uh, um, 
the main I don't know office or whatever it is where it gives you all the history. Your kids would love it. And then also, oh cool, on Land Between Lakes they have a bison and elk reserve that you could drive mm-hmm. through, and oh, that is cool. so cool. We went, uh, guess twenty, I guess early twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. I don't remember. And um, we saw bison roaming wild. You know, now it's fenced in, but you can. I think LJD, have yeah. you ever been on there? Do you know how large? that reserve is because i don't i was in a car that went by there but i might have had some beverages before i saw i saw the big the big cows the big big furry cows (laughs) (laughs) yeah but seriously if you ever come down uh and go to land between lakes you've you've i'll be there this summer for sure oh yeah we're doing that we're gonna we we gotta plan a a bankrupt overland trip out there and go uh go camp on the water and we should do a a podcast uh oh yeah i'd love from there crackling fire i love it yeah like a real a real crackling fire not the one that you 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 put in in the background when you do the editing (laughs) no no that was fun guys we're at our hour that went fast yeah that went fast that sure did yeah just talking rigs and then everything else that was a good one i liked it um well next week it's going to be cool. Here's our campfire. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. Oh, I love it. We're going to have, uh, we're having John back on next week, right? That's Tech Talk. A-Track, right? Yep. yep. Tech Talk Tuesday, A-Track. Right. I hope uh, hope John has his notes ready. If not, I'd be disappointed in his engineering background and unpreparedness yeah. of an overlander. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to get the patch if he doesn't get prepared. <laughs> Sorry, John. The, the 2021 <laughs> bankrupt overlay patch. Stick it to your headboard. <laughs> Headliner. <laughs> you might stand us up now. <laughs> we'll see if he actually listens. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I told y'all I was I was joking with him because um, I, I I gave a funny truck nuts comment on one of his pictures, and then I went to send him a message the next day, and he like he wasn't there. And I was like, did John block me over my truck nuts comment? <laughs> Instagram just took his profile away. Yeah, Rude. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on with that. Him, Donald Trump, everybody's getting their daggum social medias <laughs> taken away. <laughs> They're watching you. <laughs> Anyways, it will be it will be a very good episode next week. Uh, John does bring the knowledge. So uh, if you if you enjoy the technical side. Um, you will get to know everything you want to know about a track and some more. So, uh, bring your brains. Uh, it'll be a really good one. We're excited to have him back on. He knocked it out of the park with the AHC Mm -hmm. podcast. We had so much positive feedback from that. It is still the number one downloaded episode, uh, that we've done. So kudos to John. You put on a good episode. We're really excited to have him back next week to talk a track. Absolutely. All right. Y'all have a good night, and uh, we'll catch you next week. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Yeah. Cassie. (laughs) Oh. Stop.